Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Testimony. We are in the book of Enoch. Uh, today is September 7th, 2021, Tuesday. And we're getting, we're getting pretty close to finishing this up. I mean, we have 30 chapters to go, but but uh, we've been doing five or more a day, so we're going to continue on with Enoch, first Enoch, and then after that we're going to do second Enoch, which is considerably shorter. And uh, so I think it's been pretty interesting so far. I apologize if there's fan noise in the background. Today is going to be 103 degrees. And I just have a small air conditioning unit. I live in a cabin up in the mountains. And uh, I try to keep it as cool as possible in here before I can turn it on around 1 in the afternoon when the sun hits the solar panels. All right, so chapter 70. And it came to pass after this that his name during his lifetime was raised aloft to that Son of Man, and to the Lord of Spirits, from amongst those who dwell on the earth. And he was raised aloft on the chariots of the Spirit, and his name vanished among them. And from that day I was no longer numbered amongst them, and he set me between the two winds, between the north and the west, where the angels took the cords to measure for me the place for the elect and righteous. And there I saw the first fathers and the righteous who from the beginning dwell in that place. So that's where the uh, Enoch and the uh, elect and righteous are dwelling, is between the north and the west winds. <laughs> that's cold there. <clears throat> okay, chapter 71. This is titled, Translation of Enoch, Vision of the Head of Days, Promise of Eternity with the Son of Man. And it came to pass after this that my spirit was translated, and it ascended into the heavens, and I saw the holy sons of God. They were stepping on flames of fire. Their garments were white, and their raiment and their faces shone like snow. And I saw two streams of fire and the light of that fire shone like hyacinth, and I fell on my face before the Lord of Spirits. And the angel Michael, one of the archangels, seized me by my right hand and lifted me up and led me forth into all the secrets, and he showed me all the secrets of righteousness. Um, I just want to interject here. The holy sons of God appear to be different um, than... The angels. Isn't that different? Verse 4, And he showed me all the secrets of the ends of the heaven, and all the chambers of all the stars, and all the luminaries, whence they proceed before the face of the holy ones. I want to point out something different. Stars are part of all the luminaries. Okay. <clears throat> Apparently there's a distinction. Verse 5, And he translated my spirit into the heaven of heavens, and I saw there, as it were, a structure built of, of crystals, and between those crystals tongues of living fire. And my spirit saw the girdle which girt that house of fire, and on its four sides were streams full of living fire, 
and they girt that house. Okay, verse 7, and round about were Seraphim, Cherubim, and Ophanim, and these are they who sleep not and guard the throne of his glory. Um, to my understanding, the Seraphim are the fiery angels. I think that's from Ezekiel, is it Ezekiel 1 or Isaiah 6? Um, Cherubim and the Ophanim are the wheels, that's Ezekiel, the wheel angels. And I'm not sure where I read that, but that's my understanding. And I saw angels who could not be counted, a thousand thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand, encircling that house. And Michael and Raphael and Gab Gabriel and Phanuel and the holy angels who are above the heavens go in and out of that house. And they came forth from that house, and Michael and Gabriel, Raphael and Phanuel, and many holy angels without number. And with them the head of days, his head white and pure as wool, and his raiment indescribable. And I fell on my face, and my whole body became relaxed, and my spirit was transfigured. And I cried with a loud voice, with a spirit of power, and blessed and glorified, and extolled. Okay, um, he was translated, you know, like we talk about in Philip, uh, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8, where Philip is translated after he baptizes the eunuch. Um, so, yeah, I get Enoch being translated, um, taken to another place in the spirit, transfigured. Now, Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration was transfigured, and Moses and Elijah were there. Now, Enoch is saying his spirit was transfigured. You know, maybe that's a different meaning there, but how can your spirit be transfigured? Is your spirit not always the same? I don't know. Verse 12, And these blessings which went forth out of my mouth were well-pleasing before that head of days. And that head of days came with Michael and Gabriel, Raphael and Phanuel, and thousands and ten thousands of angels without number. And he, the angel, came to me and greeted me with his voice and said unto me, This is the Son of Man who is born unto righteousness, and righteousness abides over him, and the righteousness of the head of days forsakes him not. And he said unto me, He proclaims unto thee peace in the name of the world to come, for from hence has proceeded peace since the creation of the world, and so shall it be unto thee forever and forever and ever. And all, all shall walk in his ways, since righteousness never forsakes him. With him will be their dwelling places, and with him their heritage. And they shall not be separated from him forever and ever and ever. Okay, and all shall walk in his ways, since righteousness never forsakes him. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I already read that. And so there shall be length of days with that Son of Man, and the righteous shall have peace in an upright way in the name of the Lord of Spirits forever and ever. So that's pretty cool. That's chapter 71. I like that chapter. Okay, chapter 72. Um, now we're going to get into the Son and 
how it comes and goes. And I'm not going to stop too much in here because, you know, I already question NASA's globe Earth model. And I also don't 100%... Um, there, there's a couple of things on the flat Earth model that I'm questioning because it's like... The Bible says there's four corners of the Earth. The flat Earth model is shaped like a pizza pie. I mean, maybe. <clears throat> you know? I don't know. So, let's... We, we already know that the Bible isn't 100% literal. So, but there's, it, it has interesting things to say about the sun and the moon and the stars and the luminaries and how the angels take part, have a part in all of that. Okay, so <clears throat> let's just read it and see what he says. So far, I have nothing that I disagree with with uh, Enoch and if he went where he says he went and saw whom and with whom then I'm not going to question it okay remember man was the one who decided to take Enoch out of the Bible all right chapter 72 the Sun s-u-n the book of the courses of the luminaries of the heaven the relations of each, according to their classes, their dominion, and their seasons, according to their names and places of origin, and according to their months, which Uriel, the holy angel, who was with me, who is their guide, showed me. And he showed me all their laws exactly as they are. This is the luminaries. And how it is with regard to all the years of the world and unto eternity, till the new creation is accomplished which dureth till eternity. Okay. Uh, Revelations 21 is the reference, new heavens and the new earth. Okay. And this is the first law of the luminaries. The luminary, the sun, has its rising in the eastern portals of the heaven and its setting in the western portals of the heaven. And I saw six portals in which the sun rises, and six portals in which the sun sets, and the moon rises and sets in these portals, and the leaders of the stars and those whom they lead, six in the east and six in the west, and all following each other in accurately corresponding order. Also many windows to the right and left of these portals. And first there goes forth the great luminary named the sun, S-U-N, and his circumference is like the circumference of the heaven, and he is quite filled with illuminating and heating fire. Okay, the circumference of the heaven, that's a circle. The chariot on which he ascends, the wind drives, and the sun goes down from the heaven and returns through the north in order to reach the east, and is so guided that he comes to the appropriate portal and shines in the face of the heaven. in the face of the heaven. Hmm, is that the firmament? In this way he rises in the first month in the great portal, which is the fourth of those six portals in the east. And in that fourth portal from which the sun rises in the first month are twelve window openings, from which proceed a flame when they are opened in their season, 
When the sun rises in the heaven, he comes forth through that fourth portal thirty mornings in succession, and sets accurately in the fourth portal in the west of the heaven. Okay, I want to interject here. Well, that's why the Enochian calendar is a month of 30 days and then the intercalary, intercalary days added. But let's continue. And during this period, the day, becomes the day becomes daily longer and the night nightly shorter to the 30th morning. On that day, the day is longer than the night by a ninth part. And the day amounts exactly to 10 parts and the night to 8 parts. I'm going to breeze over these parts and portals and things because <clears throat> if you'd like to um, examine that in detail, you can find Enoch online. Verse 11, And the sun rises from that fourth portal and sets in the fourth and returns to the fifth portal of the east thirty mornings and rises from it and sets in the fifth portal. And then the day becomes longer by two parts and amounts to eleven parts. And the night becomes shorter and amounts to seven parts. And it returns to the east and enters into the sixth portal and rises and sets in the sixth portal one hundred or one and thirty mornings on account of its sign. On that day, the day becomes longer than the night and the day becomes double the night and the day becomes twelve parts and the night is shortened and becomes six parts. And the sun mounts up to make the day shorter and the night longer. And the sun returns to the east and enters into the sixth portal and rises from it and sets sixty mornings. And when thirty mornings are accomplished, the day decreases by exactly one part and becomes eleven parts, and the night seven. And the sun goes forth from that sixth portal in the west and goes to the east and rises in the fifth portal for thirty mornings and sets in the west again in the fifth western portal. On that day, the day decreases by two parts and amounts to ten parts and the night to eight parts. And the sun goes forth from that fifth portal and sets in the fifth portal of the west and rises in the fourth portal for one and thirty mornings on account of its sign and sets in the west. On that day, the, de day, that day, the day is equalized with the night and becomes of equal length and the night amounts to nine parts and the day to nine parts. That must be the equinox or something. And the sun rises from that portal and sets in the west and returns to the east and rises 30 mornings in the third portal and sets in the west in the third portal. See what I mean? This is confusing. And on that day, the night becomes longer than the day and the night becomes longer than night. The day shorter than day till the 30th morning and the night amounts exactly to 10 parts and the day to 8 parts. Enoch is not just babbling. <clears throat> no doubt people have really sat down and examined this. So... And the sun rises from that third portal and sets in the third portal in the west and returns to the east and for thirty mornings rises in the second portal in the east and in like manner sets in the second portal in the west of heaven. A little ways to go. And on that day the night amounts to eleven parts and the day to seven parts. And the sun rises on that day from the second portal and sets in the west in the second portal and returns to the east into the first portal for one and thirty mornings and sets in the first portal in the west of the heaven. And on that day the night becomes longer and amounts to the double of the day. And the night amounts exactly to twelve parts and the day to six. <clears throat> so he's going through the whole year here, it appears. And the sun has therewith traveled, traversed the divisions of his orbit and turns again on those divisions of his or orbit and enters that portal thirty mornings and sets also in the west opposite to it. 
And on that night has a night decreased in length by a ninth part, and the night has become eleven parts, and the day seven parts. And the sun has returned and entered into the second portal in the east, and returns on those his divisions of his orbit for thirty mornings, rising and setting. So he's talking about eighteen parts of the day, which is interesting because we have twenty-four hours. But he's describing eighteen parts of the day which I didn't notice that before, so let's keep going. Um, and on that day, the night decreases in length, and the night amounts to ten parts, and the day to eight. And on that day, the sun rises from that portal and sets in the west and returns to the east and rises in the third portal for one in thirty mornings and sets in the west of the heaven. On that day, the night decreases and amounts to nine parts, and the day to nine parts, and the night is equal to the day, and the year is exactly as to its days, 364. Okay. Uh, that's like 31. Yeah, it's thir some, some months have 30 and some have 31. Very interesting. And the length of the day and of the night and the shortness of the day and of the night arise through the course of the sun. These distinctions are made. So it comes at its course, becomes daily longer, and its course nightly shorter. Um, Greg, whoever he is, Gregor, of the Gregorian calendar, did not create the 30 and 31 and the leap year thing. That was done, shown to, created by God and shown to Enoch. And this is the law in the course of the sun, and his return as often as he returns 60 times and rises, the great luminary which is named the sun forever and ever. And that which thus rises is the great luminary, and is so named according to its appearance, according as the Lord commanded. As he rises, so he sets, and decreases not, and rests not, but runs day and night, and his light is sevenfold brighter than that of the moon. But as regards size, they are both equal. Okay? So the sun runs its course continuously so we know it's going in the circle of the circumference okay it also goes forever and ever which means it'll still be there when the new earth is established okay um, it is the great luminary as he it's a he rises, so he sets and decreases not, and rests not, but runs day and night. And his eyes, so he's running. He's not stationary. He's running. And his light is sevenfold brighter than that of the moon. But in regards to size, they are equal. We're going to find out. The moon has its own light. Dirt does not reflect light. If you look outside, there's two bluebird. Uh, if you look outside, the sun is shining on the dirt. But is it reflecting? It should be too bright to even walk on the dirt. If it's reflecting like the moon reflects dirt, this to me this is this is elementary. But I admit, I just thought of it this morning when I was laying in bed. Um, 
And also, like, the sun is reflecting off of the waters. There's no water on the moon. You know, dirt just doesn't reflect light. I'm sorry, it don't. Okay. Chapter 73. And after this, I saw another, another law dealing with the smaller luminary, which is named the moon. And her circumference is like the circumference of the heaven, and her chariot in which she rides is driven by the wind, and light is given to her in definite measure. There's a lot in that verse. She's in a chariot driven by the wind. Uh, light is given to her, and her rising and setting changes every month. And her days are like the days of the sun. And when her light is uniform, full, it amounts to the seventh part of the light of the sun. And thus she rises. And her first phase in the east comes forth on the thirtieth morning. And on that day she becomes visible. And constitutes for you the first phase of the moon on the thirtieth day, together with the sun in the portal where the sun rises. That's where the new moon uh, calendar begins okay and the one half of her goes forth by a seventh part and her whole circumference is empty without light with the except exception of one seventh part of it and the fourteenth part of her light and when she receives one seventh part of the light of the half of her light okay when she receives one seventh part of the half of her light her light amounts to one-seventh part of the half thereof. I don't know. And she sets with the sun, and when the sun rises, the moon rises with him, and receives the half of one part of light. And in the night, in the beginning of her morning, in the commencement of the lunar day, the moon sets with the sun and is invisible that night with the fourteen parts and the half of one of them. And she rises on that day with exactly a seventh part, and comes forth and recedes from the rising of the sun, and her remaining days she becomes bright in the remaining 13 parts. Okay, interesting. Uh, verse 7 back here. She receives her light from the sun. She doesn't reflect the light of the sun. She gets light from the sun. That's, that's two very different things. It's like the sun fills up the moon. And it's and the and it spreads across into the moon, um, part by part, totaling fourteen parts. Um, on YouTube, and I know Rob Skiba had one video, and and many others are out there. They're hard to find though because they're they're hidden. Um, as Chelsea says, they're shadow banned. Um, but there's videos, and you can even see it in the sky. Go and look out in the sky at the sun and the moon when they're both up at the same time. The moon is not directly, the reflection, so-called, of the moon is not directly facing the sun. It's off. So that's why it appears that the moon is reflecting from the sun. But, I mean, some could say, well, the moon is just facing a different direction. I, well, I thought it was a round ball. 
you know, it, it, it would be exactly reflecting and it's not. But it does fill up from the sun. So when the moon is, is going, traversing across the sky, it's becoming fuller and fuller. That's why they call it a full moon because it's being filled up. Okay, let's go on to chapter 74. And I saw another course, a law for her, and how according to that law she performs her monthly revolution. Still talking about the moon. And all these, Uriel, the holy angel who was the leader of them all, showed to me and their positions, and I wrote down their positions as he showed them to me, and I wrote down their months as they were, and the appearance of their lights till fifteen days were accomplished. In single seventh parts, she accomplishes all her light in the east. And in single seventh parts, accomplishes all her darkness in the west. And in certain months, she alters her settings. And in certain months, she pursues her own peculiar course. In two months, the moon sets with the sun in those two middle portals, the third and the fourth. She goes forth for seven days and turns about and returns again through the portal where the sun rises and accomplishes all her light. And she recedes from the sun and in eight days enters the sixth portal from which the sun goes forth. You think the sun is filling up the, the moon in those portals? It could be. It could be. Oh, wait. Is there different portals? I don't, I don't know. And when the sun goes forth from the fourth portal, she goes forth seven days until she goes forth from the fifth and turns back again in seven days into the fourth portal and accomplishes all her light. And she recedes and enters into the first portal in eight days. And she returns again in seven days into the fourth portal from which the sun goes forth. Then I saw their position, how the moons rose and the sun set in those days. Hold up. How the moons rose and the sun set in those days. Are there more than one moon? Moons. The moons rose and then singular and the sun set. Two words. And the sun set. And if five years are added together, the sun has an overplus of 30 days. And all the days which accrue to it for one of those five years, when they are full, amount to 364 days. <clears throat> okay, here comes some math. I see lots of numbers. And the overplus of the sun and of the stars amounts to six days. In five years, six days, every year comes to 30 days. Come to 30 days. And the moon falls behind the sun and stars to the number of 30 days. And the sun and the stars bring in all the years exactly so that they do not advance or delay their position by a single day unto eternity, but complete the years with perfect justice in 364 days. In three years, there are 1,092 days, and in five years, 1,820 days, so that in eight years, there are 2,912 days. For the moon alone, the days amount in three years to 1,062 days, and in five years she falls 50 days behind. And in five years there are 1,770 days, so that for the moon the days in eight years amounts to 2,832 days. For in eight years she falls behind to the amount of 80 days, all the days she falls behind in eight years are 80 days. And the year is accurately completed in conformity with their world stations and the stations of the sun 
which rise from the portals through which it, the sun, rises and sets 30 days. All right, got through that. Oh, dear. Let's move on to uh, the other luminaries and the chariots and the winds and the spirits. And por more portals. Okay, chapter 75. And the leader of the heads of the thousands who are placed over the whole creation and over all the stars have also to do with the four intercalary days, being inseparable from their office according to the reckoning of the year, and these render service on the four days which are not reckoned in the reckoning of the year. And parentheses, and that Nick Vanderlyn guy went through all of this to create a calendar. I'm amazed and impressed. But like I said before, I'm, I'm not saying I endorse it as 100% accurate. I don't know. But this is where he got it. Okay, verse 2. And owing to them, men go wrong therein, for those luminaries truly render service on the world stations, one in the first portal, one in the third portal of heaven, one in the fourth portal, and one in the sixth portal. And the exactness of the year is accomplished through its separate 364 stations. For the signs and the times and the years and the days the angel Uriel showed to me, whom the Lord of glory has set forever over all the luminaries of the heaven, in the heaven and in the world, that they should rule on the face of the heaven and be seen on the earth, and be leaders for the day and the night, the sun, the moon, stars, all the ministering creatures which make the revolution and all the chariots of heaven. Did you see that? They rule the firmament. They should rule on the face of the heaven and be seen on the earth. The luminaries are ruling and guarding the firmament. Is that not cool? Okay, verse 4. In like manner, twelve doors Uriel showed me, open in the circumference of the sun's chariot in the heaven, through which the rays of the sun break forth, and from them is warmth diffused over the earth, and when they are opened at their, when they are opened at their appointed seasons. And for the winds and the spirit of the dew, when they are open, standing open in the heavens at the ends. As for the twelve portals in the heaven at the ends of the earth, out of which go forth the sun, moon, and stars, and all the works of heaven in the east and in the west, there are many windows open to the left and right of them, and one window at its appointed season produces warmth, corresponding as these do to those doors from which the stars come forth according as he has commanded them, and wherein they set corresponding to their number. And I saw chariots in the heaven running in the world, above these portals in which revolve the stars that never set. And one is larger than the rest, and it is that that makes its course through the entire world. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop there. That's, that's a lot. Um, then we get into more about the sun and the moon, but interesting things about what their names are. Um, how light is transferred between the sun and the moon. And this, this goes on for, let's see. Well, it goes only till chapter 80. So we have, let's see, did I, did 
Did I read chapter 76? No, we stopped at 75. So 76, 77, <clears throat> 78, and 79. Four more chapters. They're not very long, but I don't want to do them today. Um, and a little bit of chapter 80 deals more with uh, the sun and the moon. And, um, you know, I had said before, I knew that we were going to come upon some chapters that were, there's, it's still interesting, but it's very hard to grasp a hold of the meaning, to me anyway. Uh, you know, and I'm sure there's other people out there that have done an Enochian calendar. Um, there was one other guy, but I seen also where his was debunked a little bit here and there. And how he wanted to, and his name was like Jeff or Jim or something. And he wanted, he was trying to integrate the, our Gregorian calendar into it. And it's like, and that just can't be done. Um, we were given this calendar, and I'm grateful for it. You know, it's not like I could have done any better. You know, but it's it's a um, dare I say a heathen calendar, with all of its heathen pagan, I should say pagan, with all of its pagan holidays and you know and stuff like that. You know, one thing that annoys me. And maybe it annoys you too, is how they keep dropping into my phone calendar where you set reminders and things. Now I know it's a Google app. I get it. But they keep dropping all of these stupid, you know, remembrance holidays in there. Remember the trees and remember a certain ethnic race of people. And you know what I'm saying? We're all created we're all humans. I don't know what shade, color of skin Adam and Eve were. I don't know what shade, color of skin uh, Jesus was. And it doesn't really matter. Because think of the people out there who have skin conditions. I have a nephew that has, and I don't remember the name of the you know, skin condition, but, but where it's like, it's light and dark skin, you know, patches of, patches of light or patches of dark, I don't know which, you know, and it's like, come on, if I go outside and spend enough time in my garden, am I all of a sudden going to be, you know, thought of differently because of, because of the tone of my... It's so stupid. Why? Why do people... Why do we even make a big deal out of it? You know, in America here, they just go keep on and on and on. Now they're doing it in the, in the lower grade school grades, like first and second grade, about racism. You know, maybe those kids aren't even thinking about races. You know, it's like... Public television, um, I don't know what they call, you know, like PBS or whatever. You know, they, they go on and on and on about all these shows have to have one child of every race. 
and lately it's been about Asian people. Who even thought of being mean to Asian people? I said, get off it. I just get so sick of it. Oh, man. Am, am I Caucasian? Yes, I am. I'm Scandinavian, you know? My roots are, I'm a quarter Norwegian, a quarter Swedish, a quarter French, and a quarter German. You know? But, you know, where did those people come from? Well, probably from over by Africa and Asia, where the world was created. Hello? Every person on the earth has all that blood in them. You just spend enough time in a certain area. It's like the Tower of Babel and everybody was separated. And you spend enough time in the north and your skin stays light. You spend enough time in the south and your skin gets dark. Do you ha did you have a choice to where you were born and raised? No, you did not. So, there you go. I'm going to get off the soapbox. My rant is over. But anyway, I prepare, I pray you all have a blessed day. Oh, and yes, prepare. Prepare for what the evil people in the world want to do. Um, you know, there's all these stories about trying to get farmers to destroy their crops, you know, and, and all of these diseases and that have been created in labs and then released into the chickens and the cows, mad cow, you know, whatever that bird disease was. It wasn't called mad bird, but, you know, it's like this stuff doesn't just evolve from the earth. They're so busy trying to get us to hug trees when they are manipulating and destroying creation. Something to think about. Anyway, I'm going to have a happy day. And I hope you do too. So until tomorrow, signing off and I pray you have a blessed day.